each of us putting in the individual work to become the healthiest version of ourselves. That, my friends, is the revolution. Now, as crazy as 2020 has been, it's also been an incredible year for many. And it all boils down to how you choose to view the events of this year. Join me and Dr. Tommy John for a dynamic conversation that will have you rethinking your health and this pandemic. In this episode, you'll learn all the reasons why Dr. Tommy John believes this is a fake pandemic, why the current testing methods for this virus are faulty, why being sick is actually your body's way of leveling up, why reclaiming our body sovereignty is the only way we'll all get through this, and how to navigate these dark times and dark events without succumbing to the darkness. Now, Dr. Tommy John is a performance coach and healer and a leading unapologetic voice across the globe in the medical freedom movement of today. A former professional athlete and published author with three degrees following his name, Dr. Tommy is both a scholar and a teacher patient and healer, private and a general. He owns and operates the Dr. Tommy John Performance and Healing Center in San Diego, and with over 20 years of clinical experience, he's impacted countless lives with his proven way to live, utilizing the eight essentials to performance and healing, a system for harnessing action steps to adapt and thrive in this lifetime. Now, at the core of his work, his patients relearn what it is to be truly sovereign and free within their bodies. For given these liberties, the body self-heals, regenerates, and holds the power to cure itself from anything, to actualize any vision, dream, or desire. But we must be free. With body sovereignty at the heart of his life's work, in 2020, Dr. Tommy became a founding member of Health Freedom for Humanity. Here, he continues to fight for the undeniable right for all of us to live free and thrive. It's time the authenticity of humanity became popular. He says, I stand for bodily freedom when it comes to health and medical intervention. This is an incredible episode. I am so excited to share this with you. But before we go any further, whether you're new to the podcast or you're a loyal thought leader, please take a moment right now, hit pause, download a few episodes and drop a rating and review on iTunes. This will help this podcast get to the earbuds of more people around the world. If you have any questions for me or just want to connect, you can reach out to me on social at I am Ruby, or you can shoot me a text at 1781-336-0160. Now it is time to achieve body sovereignty during this 2020 charade. Welcome to today's Thought Leader, where I'm challenging you to rise up, speak up, and create a movement. I'm your host, Ruby Fremont, and I'm here as a catalyst for you, the new generation of thought leaders. I'm a kick-ass life coach, a bullshit detector, and courageous communicator. I'll show you how to gain visibility, build a cult following, and create impact while increasing your income. Join me every week as I dive into raw and real conversations that will help you amplify your presence, influence, and impact. It's time to unapologetically do what you're here to do and do it your way. 
So get ready, thought leaders, and let's make shit happen. Hey, thought leaders, I am back for a super special episode. I know I say this a lot, but I mean today we are going through the matrix to discuss what's happening in our world today. So I am going to introduce this guest with reverence because I truly honor the way in which he's continued to show up time and time again since this first started in March. So Dr. Tommy John, welcome to today's Thought Leader. I cannot wait to see where our conversation goes today. I know I'm getting antsy. I'm standing because I couldn't be sitting during this. I appreciate the opportunity and thank you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So there's a lot of shit happening in our world today. I mean, I'm just going to dive right in. There's a lot of shit happening in our world today. Um, One of the things that I have loved about you and your voice against the fake pandemic is how you always continue to bring it back to to us and our sovereignty with health. And prior to all of this, you've always been an advocate for our body's ability to to heal itself and our self-healing mechanisms that we hold. And I know that you've been seeing the same thing that I have. It's like this year has shattered everyone's ability to even believe that they have this sovereignty, this, this self-healing capacity within their bodies. And I'd love for you to talk a bit about that. I'd love to start there. Yeah. So I've just been fascinated. I mean, I was, a I was a professional athlete for a while, so I got to see kind of how bodies can be adapted to the environment. And, and I started to realize that it really can, it, it really truly is preparing ex- above and beyond whatever expected environment you'd want to be in. And if you do so, you're going to be pretty pleased with your results. Um, and if you get injured or if you have some sort of setback or you have, you should be able to level up if you do it appropriately. But the way I start for doing this for 20 years, the way that model, the way like the allopathic model has you thinking is somehow once you're born, you're flawed. Mm-hmm. Somehow once you get you know, once you start feeling yourself, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with inflammation. There's something wrong with swelling. There's something wrong with feeling depressed. There's something wrong with being excessively happy. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with all these feelings. And I, I've just never seen anything like it. And I was like, this can't, this just isn't right. And then mm-hmm. so diving down clinically, personally, dealing with professional athletes, uh, kids with developmental disorders, to people with MS, the spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. We're all just on this path, this stream of, of function and life. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter who you are when you step into the stream. The way of life is the same. The body just regenerates. It, it does the same shit in everybody. I, I mean, it's across the board. It's not, mm-hmm. well, you know, I live in the Northern Hemisphere. Or, well, I am 86. Or, well, they told me. It doesn't matter. Right. Once you were born, you were given that lottery ticket. You got it. Now we just got to, like, go in and see. So I started to see what the allopathic model would see as miraculous mm-hmm. or, or no way could you. And there were just all these limitations, these ceilings put on the human being. And I'm like, that's just not right. And I'm one to ask why I'm not, I do, I do believe anything is possible, but now more than ever, because mm-hmm. I just tested it so much, but I was one like, okay, 
let me just see. I'm going to ask why. I'm going to be really, really critical of what I'm observing. And it, the body just punches back at, dude, check me out. Look what I'm, I'm able to do. And that's anybody. So now when we get to this state here, it's like that, that was the trend, you know, 30, 20, 30 years ago was, was how, how can we limit the human capacity? How can we get them to think that they're flawed and weak and divided? And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, that's going to be my business. So fuck you. You know, that's, that's right. what I'm going to do. But now with this whole charade, they've just amped it up to like atomic level. And now you're just seeing it concentrated, right? And, and just expressed. I'm like, holy shit. That's why. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not, I, I didn't invent anything. I didn't, if it was my product, it would be flawed, right? If it was a man's product, something would happen to it. But all we're fighting for is like you said, the body's ability to regenerate and repair itself from anything. That gift that we have of that bodily sovereignty, we should have the medical freedom. We have health freedom. We get to choose how we go about putting ourselves in the best position possible to be able to adapt and survive anything. Technically, this is what I call, this is just another like injury or diagnosis. Mm-hmm. You know, like the 2020 charade is just like, all right, so we have a little, we got a little etch, you know, we got a little crack in our, in our cup. So what? So we fill it with, what was that? They fill it with gold and then the right. cup just like gets even better. And that's, mm-hmm. that's what I see happening now. Yeah. And it's what I love that you said medical freedom, because I think that that's part of what's happening is that's being ripped away. And we're being told again and again and again and again, that we need to fear this virus, um, that we have no power over it, that it is this terrible thing that's pretty much going to wipe out human existence. And that in order to fight it, we need to give up our medical freedoms and do this, this, and this, 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 and this, meaning get the vaccination, follow these orders, wear the masks, isolate ourselves, disconnect from, from connection with the people that we love. Like it's so fucking crazy. And yet there are so many people all over the world buying into this charade. I love that you call it a charade because it really is a charade. There's so many people buying into that charade. And with that, what I've been witnessing is more and more people really losing touch of, of their own power. Right. And this is how we become brainwashed. Right. And uh, I've, I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I will say that side is so clever because you and I are sitting here. How, how can somebody believe this? But we don't understand the billions and billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars that go into that. That side is so much more sinister than you or I will ever know. Mm-hmm. If, if we did know, we'd, we'd probably die. We, we'd be killed if we knew everything. <laughs> you right. Know? Right. So they're just so clever at it. But again, I, I think the body is more clever than what that side is. And, but we're seeing, we're seeing the extent of how good they are right. at being malicious and evil. Yeah. I mean, because let's get one thing straight. When a virus enters uh, our world, our collective, it's here to stay. Like it's not just going to disappear and go away with this magical unicorn vaccine. Like it's here to stay. And we need to, I continue saying this people, we need to learn how to live with it and not fear it. And there was something interesting that you had said in your video about um, why kids 
shouldn't wear masks. And it was about the fact that we need germs to survive and adapt. So I'd love for you to touch on that in, in correlation to the virus and what's happening today. Yeah. So that's, that's the, that's the, um, the discussion, right? And I had Dr. Tom Cowan on my podcast. I had a long discussion with Dr. Andy Kaufman and it's like, it depends on what you think a virus is right. because it, there's some that are like a virus is an exosome, some are a virus. Okay. We got to like research and figure out what, just get it all, take all in, in all the information and then never leave intuition. What, what makes sense to you? So this is just what makes sense to me is what mm-hmm. I'm going to say. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. This is just what makes sense to mm-hmm. me. This is how I've lived. This is how I will continue to live until mm-hmm. something else makes sense. So if we have just an infinite number of bacteria and viruses and fungi out, outside of our body, on plants, on animals, in the dirt, on things, and then we've got an infinite number inside of us, inside of our cells, on our skin, in our tracks, in our lungs. Okay. Those things communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. And so if the outside environment is shifting or changing and our system knows that it's trying to exist and adapt in that environment, the living things inside of us will take in that information from those living those living entities, and they will like upgrade our system. Now, a system upgrade, just like in training or rehab or emotional, you know, fallout, it's not comfortable. (laughs) So when we go through upgrades and cells excrete bacteria and viruses to trigger in whatever tissue uh, uh, an adaptive response. Now, what is an adaptive response? Congestion, runny nose, fever, Mm -hmm. vomiting. Maybe you express toxin out the skin in, in the shape of a sore or an ulcer called pox, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we express these upgrades with symptoms. Well, because of the allopathic model and the Rockefellers and everything else, they've said that those symptoms are something wrong. Mm-hmm. And then they had one when somebody's upgrading, they go in and pull a test or they pull blood out of you and then they measure what's in your blood. And they're like, that's the cause. It's like, right. wait a second. <laughs> We're upgrading like what did you guys you guys just vilified and, and made negative something that's very natural that's like saying a fever is a bad thing mm-hmm. it is absolutely or vomiting is a bad thing right. yeah we don't like those things those are gross you know and we don't like seeing a child or us feeling but we got to understand that that's how we adapt upgrade and evolve and go now something here so it's like the, the theory of contagion like if you and i were in the same household mm-hmm. Our bodies are resonating, communicating with each other, even verbally, but not verbally, energetically, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're probably going to have similar nutrition styles because we have a cupboard. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, gonna, we're typically going to listen to the same things because we're in the vicinity of each other. If our bodies decide or your body decides that it wants to upgrade, my body's going to get your, your information and it's going to be like, do I need to upgrade? Sure. That's when everyone's like, you gave me an illness. You passed it through my snot and my nose and you spit in my face. That's not how illness is passed because they yeah. tried that with the Spanish flu. They took like mucus from somebody mm-hmm. and put it into somebody else. They couldn't get anybody sick. And yeah. it's like, we don't do it that way. But my body like resonated with yours. They synced up, realized that to exist in this household, you guys are going to have to dial it up. We go through what's called being sick, but really you and I are just, we're just leveling up. Just like, 
I say somebody doesn't give somebody a virus or give somebody a cold, just like a woman, a group of girls living in the same house have the same, end up on the same menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. They didn't infect each other. Right. <laughs> they just like leveled up. The body's like, yo, we're going to live here. We're all going to get pregnant at the same time. Or we're, we're all going to figure out how to have, because that's what it's all about, right? It's like mm-hmm. the survival of the species. That would make sense. So I think it's brilliant. But now here comes the kicker. This virus, although nobody's been able to show it in an infected person, mm-hmm. you can't test for it. So technically, they can't find it in an infected person. They can't test for it. So technically, it's killed zero people. The cause of death of zero people. People have died of a bunch of shit, but mm-hmm. not from this virus. Have they patented a virus? Yes. According to Dr. Reiner Fulmich, uh, the German lawyer mm-hmm. from California who's trying crimes against humanity, he said on our podcast, he goes, yeah, there's a pat- we can go online and find the patent. for It's the- online. I've totally. Seen it. It's online, right? Mm-hmm. So then I'm like, okay. But he's like, it's still not dangerous because <laughs> even if they released it, if that's what we think, like which they're going to prove however they're going to prove it, right? Mm-hmm. All the numbers we hear, which are pretty brilliant, 99 point whatever percent, right. that, that's a pretty positive number. But it's made up because they're testing something using a test that's not supposed to be made. They've never found the virus. So the numbers are just like a complete sham. So even in the made up like monkey numbers that they're coming up with, we still beat it. Mm-hmm. And they made it. <laughs> like right. either you guys got to get better at making viruses or you got to like make us sicker or less connected or less like weaker. And I mm-hmm. think they're trying to do that whole thing. So here's the thing with this. We like you don't catch viruses, even this patented one. Right. <laughs> it's still not strong enough. So if we hold on to that and quit looking around, like, where is it now? Don't, we can't live that way. Could you mm-hmm. imagine worrying about all the shit that we could w- live outside that could harm us? We'd never leave. Right. Okay. Like we've got MRSA and bacteria on our skin that could that could like infiltrate but then body responds to adapt and then it goes it's not Mm -hmm. like germs cause disease it's the body's inability to adapt the terrain it's like this harmonious connection and dance that we do with the microbiome not trying to beat the microbiome kind of like we don't beat cancer we Mm -hmm. don't beat injuries no cancer is an expression of the body just trying to get your attention telling you it needs to change so listen to it. Quit trying to warp it and beat it. And that's the culture we're in now where we're, something's wrong with us. We need to beat it and we need their help to do so. Right. Like something's wrong with me. I need a solution that is outside of me versus let's listen to what the body actually needs and trust the process that the body is going through. It's like when you get a splinter, if you don't right. take it out, eventually your body will push it out. You know, I push used to have, yeah, it just pushes it out. I used to have this eyebrow ring a, a long time ago. It was hideous, but it, you know, I loved it. And two years after getting the eyebrow ring, my body was like, nope. And it pushed the piercing out of my body. It rejected it completely. Like our bodies are fascinating, miraculous um, things that when we allow it to do what it needs to do, it will heal. And what we're seeing now is all this fear around this virus, like use hand sanitizer 10 times a day, wash your hands 50 times a day, wear the mask, isolate yourself, like don't breathe on people, don't, 
don't go outside. Um, right. it, it, you know, there's like crazy laws in, in New Zealand. They weren't letting people out like five kilometers from their homes. They did that in Australia right. too. Like it's insanity. And all that's doing is it's making your, your system weaker, which is making it more receptive to the virus doing something, having a very negative effect on you. And this is something I want to clarify before we go any further. Yeah. You and I both agree that the virus is real, but the pandemic is not. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Cause we, I mean, we could go find the virus online, right? Like right. they, they did create one. Right. That that's the only reason I know that it's somewhat real. Is right. everything online real? No. But no. has anybody found it? No. no. Can anybody test for it? No. Has anybody pulled it out of an infected person, put it, isolated it, put it into an uninfected person, they got symptomatic, and then they drew it out, isolated it again? No. Yes. So, and what TJ just described is actually what is, that is the protocol that is supposed to happen right. to diagnose a virus. Like that is yeah. the protocol. And no one no. has done that. Worldwide. Hasn't been done. No, because they can't. They can't do it. And that's the thing. And they know yeah. you and I aren't. I mean, what, what are we going to, you know, and all the labs that can, I mean, if somebody tried to and said they'd be killed again, right. or destroyed or discredited or, or no license or, mm -hmm. or erased. Censored. Yeah. yeah that's it. Right. Like mm -hmm. it's scary that yeah. you can't go against that narrative. And then with the PCR test, which I'm so glad you brought up too. Um, <laughs> this was the, this to me was the, the domino that knocked everything down yes. like at the beginning it was like the creator of this test literally said it's not to be used to diagnose viruses it's not built for that and so here we are in a world where the media keeps preaching the number of cases yep. not deaths yep. based upon a test that wasn't built for this purpose like how are we not connecting these fucking dots <laughs> it's brilliant if you think about it. again that side so i have an inside track to carrie mollis that's the creator of the pcr test yeah. right um i'm not gonna say his or her name um mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to be they don't he, he or she doesn't want to be public right mm -hmm. but he knows him he, he he knew him back in the day he knew him when fauci tried to do the hiv aids in the mm -hmm. 80s using the same test mm -hmm. and this was something i learned i'm like wait hiv doesn't cause aids no, it's never been proven. Mm -hmm. Same thing now. I'm like, holy shit. Then you go back into the history of that. Fauci used the same PCR test. Kerry Mullis was on programs. That's when he was recorded, and we see the recording now. That's yeah. when he said it. He was talking about HIV does not cause AIDS. They never found, there's no paper that says it. And then I think it's interesting that he mysteriously passes away last year, right before right. this. So I, I've seen and heard some pretty gnarly stuff. Um, but from the man, he said, you can, it doesn't measure infection. It's not used to be used diagnostically. And that's the linchpin. Reiner Fulmich again, man, when you bring in a lawyer mm -hmm. and at the end of that podcast, I was like, can you say anything that's not provable? Like, mm -hmm. would you ever say anything that's not provable besides like maybe to your kids or whatever, you know, like, and he's like, no, everything that I'm saying is we will prove in a court of law. And that was it is that the PCR test is meaningless and it's being used in this really, really sinister manner to drive up a pandemic that isn't a pandemic using that test. Uh, Tom Cowan used a good analogy. He goes, uh, the PCR test to put it, his analogies are fantastic. He mm -hmm. goes, 
It's like the powers that be did a test. They found a, a hoof of a horse. And then they say, we found a unicorn. We know a unicorn exists. And then we go, how? Well, we found a hoof. Well, <laughs> he's like, wait, do you have anything you could show? Yes. And then they computer scanned a picture of a unicorn. And they're like, this is it. <laughs> so that picture of the virus is just this computer generated shit it's like a right. cartoon you know and it's like wait that's not it they don't even know what it is mm -hmm. so he's like yeah they've they've claimed they found a unicorn because they spotted a hoof and then they showed you a picture of a unicorn mm -hmm. there you go <laughs> like that that's absolutely brilliant yeah i mean the 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 illustration of a, of that virus is an illustration period yes. it's an yes. illustration um by the way, for everyone listening, I highly recommend listening to episode 62 of the Dr. Tommy John podcast with Dr. Reiner Fulmich. It's so, so good. I listened to it three times. Good. So good. Um, highly recommend listening to that. And one of the truths that was spoken in that episode that I loved so much, I wrote it down, was you can only be infectious or contagious if a virus is in your cells and is replicating. If the virus is on the surface, you're not infectious. You cannot be infectious without symptoms. And yet here we are fearing children, right. fearing each other because right. of the myth of the asymptomatic mass spreader or super spreader is what they're calling it. And so it's like, I think I saw this a meme that had said, imagine a virus so deadly that you have to get tested in order to prove that you have it. No, you have it. Right. It's, it's, brilliant. Right? it's brilliant and it's insane. And it's the world that we're living in right now. Yeah. And, um, it's for these reasons. I know that you, you and I agree that this is a fake pandemic, yes. but I'd love for you to share more on why you feel that this pandemic is fake. So here's, so here besides, besides the, so early on germ theory on March 13th, when they were claiming all this stuff, I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't make sense to my soul. Like it just mm -hmm. doesn't make sense to me, but I need to reinforce myself with people smarter than me. So I go out to Kelly Brogan, Dr. Kelly Brogan, Tom Cowan, Sayer, G, and, and looking, and she made a video on March 17th. I'm going to recirculate. And it was like, to think that a flying villain, I mean, she goes, and she just got absolutely roasted because of this video on March 17th, saying exactly what is going on now. So when all that was happening, and then our instructions or our suggestions on what we should do, that didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. um, the masks never made sense. And then you have people proving it through the science through, okay, so none of this makes sense. Um, then you can't isolate a virus. You can't test for it. You can't, it's not the, the, the one big thing then was like, wait a second, this year and only this year cause of death uh, forms changed, totally mm -hmm. changed from the top down. The hospitals were coached to change cause of death to just assume. And mm -hmm. I was like, well, that's interesting. And I talked to, again, people higher than me, more experienced on the front lines is that common? Do you see anything wrong with this? And they're like, yeah, this is dead wrong what we're doing, mm -hmm. but I can't speak up because I'll be fired. Okay. So I kept their name under uh, hospitals being incentivized if they mm -hmm. diagnosed them. Um, and if they ventilated them, incentivized even more. So it was a cash grab, right? Mm -hmm. And I have a personal anecdotal experience and this will flip your mind. Um, my buddy's girlfriend in Chicago, 
my buddy's girlfriend's mom. Okay. So she is, uh, Alzheimer's, um, over fat, uh, heart disease, the works, right? She's, she's got, she goes rant. She goes rogue on a fugue state. She's wandering around and, and just takes off as, as she's like deep Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. She trips on a, on a, a train track, falls, hits her head, cracks her ribs, lands exactly in the middle of the train tracks. Now my buddy is Serbian. He's not one to like amp stories or bring him to, he just says them. You know what I mean? Like he was just like right across the middle. So I'm like, okay. And I'd been saying this from the beginning, all this, you know, fantastic makeshift they're, they're making everything up. It's this, and he was coming at me as my best buddy. And he's like, TJ, I don't know what's real, man. Like, that's how he was just like, you got to be careful. I don't know what's real. I don't know. So he was antagonizing my point of view from the beginning. And Mm -hmm. then this happened. She was run over by the train. Wow. But she was laying in the middle. So it didn't, it didn't hit her. Right. And the guy, the train conductor thought it was an animal. It was late at night. So he stops the train. They dig her out. She's still alive. They take her to the hospital. They zoom call the family because you can't visit and shit. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Mm-hmm. He used, my buddy used to work in an ER. So he knows the procedure. He knows mm-hmm. how you intake people and he's watching and asking questions. And the docs weren't doing anything the same way they did. It was totally different. Mm-hmm. Then in the background, some were wearing masks, some weren't. And he's like, okay, so you guys aren't all wearing masks, but you guys say, okay, we can't visit because it's, uh, okay, so let's leave that. The drugs they wanted to put her on to just mm-hmm. like sedate her, you know how they just like put everybody right. on shit when you come in, were this intense fentanyl and oxy. I mean, wow. he's like, wait, how could you ever know if she's improving? She's going to be in like a semi-coma state because he knows. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, it's just the protocol. We've been told to do this. We've been told to do this. Mm-hmm. Register that. They've been told to do this. And a hospital can't challenge it because they will, they'll, they'll lose. They'll, they'll mm-hmm. lose funding. They'll lose all this stuff. Okay. So he keeps coming at him. Finally, he got him to like lessen the dose or whatever, but he had to be this six, nine Serbian badass with a bunch of knowledge right. to come at this, this specialist with an alternative. You guys got to come up with something else. Now she passes away a week later peacefully because the expression on her face was peaceful. So that was, that was something that, that the family took that they, you know, calm them down, but she did mm-hmm. pass away from a heart attack. Um, never tested cause of death COVID they got it like on the email or whatever cause of death COVID Mm -hmm. he was like wait a second she fell on a train track and he's like TJ now multiply that times a million where that's in you know just Plains Illinois or wherever the hell this was multiply that globally times a million Mm -hmm. and now how many cases deaths and whatever and we're still at 99 point whatever percent which is totally made up so that's my take as far as why it's a sham mm-hmm. um, or why it's a charade, but part of a bigger, bigger sinister plan. Yeah, I fully agree. We've been hearing more and more stories of people saying got hit by a car, killed right. in the car crash and died of COVID. Um, I've talked to nurses who have worked on the front lines in yeah. New York City when the pandemic hit and yes. they describe the protocol. Like we have to follow this protocol. We cannot steer or veer away from this protocol. And the protocol says, put them on a ventilator at this stage, but they are not welcome to try anything else. And then you put them on the ventilator and they get worse. And the ventilator is actually what kills them. But then the, the hospital gets money for it. And what's crazy is 
people can listen to us and they're like, yeah, but why would the hospital do this? And yeah, well, why would doctors do this? And it's like everything, like healthcare is an industry. The vaccine, vaccines are an industry. Medical is an industry. People in power want money. Money rules this world. Like it, it all is there. So it's not to say that nurses are bad or doctors are bad. They're all just following orders. And the ones who are brave enough to speak up are the ones who are now being censored, blocked, having their medical um, rights taken away. Like they, it's, it's crazy. And it's like, all it takes is just that willingness to trust, like something's not right. Something's not right with this. Just like you were describing, something doesn't feel right. So let me just, let me look into this. Let me investigate this a little further. And that actually goes back to the first point about our body's ability to like speak to us and and have conversations with us. And it's like, if something doesn't feel right, trust that feeling in your gut and then do your own due diligence and look into it, but look past mainstream media and start listening to the people who are being censored and banned and threatened. Um, I know you've experienced a level of censorship on Instagram and I love that you did this little experiment with this one image that you just kept sharing over and over and over again. <laughs> and today I went on your IG and like, I could see it for the first time. I was like, Oh, here it is. But then yeah. some other stuff was censored. And, right. and this is what they're doing is they're trying to quiet the ones who are um, speaking a different narrative or offering a different narrative to people, which is very, very dangerous. That was one of the, the scariest things was the control of information. I'd never seen anything like that. Mm-hmm. For 20 years, I've been able to research, you know, some stuff, anything I wanted to, to find out anything. So I can make the best decision possible. If I want to treat cancer naturally or treat it with, with I, I, could, I could find information. And now I've never seen anything like it. Search engines, limiting searches. Mm-hmm. Last year, they, they prefaced this whole thing, which you knew it was planned because they got rid of like their Mercola's, the Axe, Green Med Info, the Google traffic was like 99% reduced to the holistic health pages last year, Mm. starting for what was going on now. So they all knew last year something was going to happen this year. So again, you connect the dots and you just find it. That's the thing. So everyone's like, okay, that seems hopeless though. How do I find information? We're still getting it out there. Mm -hmm. We're still, we're still finding ways through Telegram or Parler or Instagram, or we'll figure out another platform. But that's the beauty about the human spirit is we're designed to adapt. So I don't care what they choose to do. We will figure out how to, but we got to keep, keep digging. I'm not saying find my information and then just take it. Right. Get my information, see how it fits. Just like you said, what is it? Does that sound good? Do you want to challenge it? Reach out to me in a DM, see who I quote, go follow them, go dig down that. But you're going to have to do a little bit of work to dig more. It's almost like we do more work and background check to plan a vacation mm-hmm. than we do you know, preparing like a meal right. <laughs> or, or, or taking care of ourselves. We like, we'll go into this. Well, I checked all these hotels and these reviews and these are, have you checked anything about virus or germ theory or the immune system or, you know, possible agenda 2030 or agenda 21? No, I, no, I, I just, the news, the, the box, the box told me, I'm like, that's interesting that you would get a vacation and do a deeper dive on that than you would something going on on a global scale that's affecting you directly, whether you have kids, whether you're male, whether you're female, business owner, not single, 
doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Tall, right, left, it doesn't friggin' matter. This is an attack on humanity across the globe. Right. And I think it's because our entire lives, our society has preached to us, like, trust the medical system. This medical system is here for you. And people like us and a lot of my listeners who have found ways to heal the unhealable, who have found ways to cure what's deemed uncurable. We have been more privy to information that other people haven't been because we've gone through something prior to this, prior to 2020, we have experienced firsthand that this goes far beyond what they're telling you. If they tell you something isn't curable, challenge it. Right. And when you're sick enough, you'll do that. And I've done that. I've done that multiple times. And I know the resiliency that lies inside our bodies. And then we have the other side of the population who has never really experienced that firsthand. They've always trusted healthcare. They've always followed the rules. They've always done all these things, taken all the antibiotics, which have probably ripped their guts apart and done all the things. And so now they're just in this state of, of deep, deep trust, like how could they be lying to us? How could this be wrong? How could there be another way? Right. And, and that's where we're at. We like have this split uh, polarity within our collective right now, which is sad and frightening. And at the same time, at some point, I feel like something's got to give. Yes. You know? And, and so I'd love to hear because one of the things I like about you is even, even though you speak all this truth, there's always like a, a tone of hope with everything that you share. You know, it's not like ultimate doomsday, we're all fucked, you're all sheep, you're all brainwashed. It's, there's a tone of hope behind everything. And so I'd love for you to speak on that. How do you have so much hope and faith in humanity and what's going on with everything that's going on? So that's what, it's almost like all that the mainstream media shows you is like the worst of the worst. Well, we're guilty of it as well because we're showing that the PCR test, you can't trust, this person's evil, Bill Gates is, do you know what I mean? I'm like, Mm -hmm. well, even though we we may be sharing information, we're still, I just don't feel good about this, you know? And, And when I notice when I'm posting, I post on intuition and feel. I'll literally wake up with ideas. Joe, Dr. Joe, you laughed. He's like, you dream ideas? I'm like, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, Oh, this, this right now has to be said with the empowered, uh, my big mantra, even when you come into my office, I'm not healing you. I don't know how to heal you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to save you. I am literally, what do you call me? I, call me whatever the hell you want. I'm just right next to you and slightly behind to facilitate and empower your ability to heal yourself. That's mm-hmm. all. That's all anybody ever does. So that's what we're seeing on a grand scale now. No politician is going to save us. No protest is going to end this thing. No holistic doctor is just going to wave a wand and stop. There isn't going to be this magical date where it just ends. This, mm-hmm. this isn't ending ever. This, this thing is going to keep going through stages and stages and stages, which is going to make people be sick to their stomach right now. Like, wait, are you serious? Mm-hmm. But, but it's going to end when each individual does their work per their own values and beliefs. And I don't know what that is. I can't possibly, I I don't know what your why is or what your intuition or what you love. I know what I love. I can list like a thousand things and what I'm willing to fight for and where my line is. But what I need people to understand, and this is so hard is they had 30 years or 40 Mm -hmm. years or 20 years or whatever 
to figure out like what it is they want to believe in, what, how they're going to live, this way of life that's going to put them in, into a position of resilience, but they have to learn it like within a month. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's the almost unfair part, but this is the reality of we're in. We can, we can cry and, and piss and moan and do all this stuff, but this is where we are right now. Each individual doing the work then raises the consciousness of the collective. But the collective at one, because everyone's like, TJ, will you guys do a protest already? I'm sick of you posting all these things where, no, accountability and responsibility on you. I'm just Mm -hmm. giving you the information, showing you that one, you're not alone. Two, I'm doing the work. You're doing the work. Everybody else is doing the work. And when we do it together, that's that energetic storm that connects us globally to raise us up, to make us more resilient, to make the answers more clear as to what you're going to do later on. Kelly Brogan said it. She's like, you owe it to humanity to heal yourself because you doing that work changes your emission of vibration. And now you just help the herd. You help the community. You help society. And I never heard it put that way. I just thought, you know, just heal yourself because you love things in life that you want to participate in. You want to crawl around on the ground with your daughter. You want to live with your wife. Mm -hmm. You want to, you know, these things that are of value to you. So that's where we we personally have to do the work and a lot of people don't like that they're like well, where do i start mm-hmm. you you just acknowledging that you have to do the work is a is a great thing like you just saying that right there i feel so hopeful because america in and of itself is at its worst it's the most embarrassing sick drugged weak disconnected nation I've ever seen Mm -hmm. in the last 20 years, we have dive bombed that I'm almost embarrassed to call myself American, Mm -hmm. but that's okay. Like I'm still here. I'm still fighting, but, but even in our state and then the globe itself being at this kind of position of, of de-evolution is what I call it. Like we've devolved. We haven't improved. Technology's improved, but we, we as a human species have devolved. Um, and I had to get like, make sure I wasn't crazy. So I asked a bunch of people around, but think about this. Even in our state right now, we're still doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we're still kicking ass. Now imagine if some of us could be more aware. Imagine if some of us changed just a fraction of our lives. Imagine if like a, a collection of us start to, holy shit, then comes this whole shift because I did a post, what was it, yesterday? Mm-hmm. We could sit here because I get depressed every single day. I get anxious every single day. But then I take action on that. I sit with right. it and I, I feel it. And what's it trying to teach me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that, I've come to, God, if I worry about all that they're going to do or what I think they're going to do or where this is headed, I, I've spin into a really dark place. Mm-hmm. And then the sun doesn't feel as good. My food doesn't taste as good. My practice isn't as good. This podcast isn't as good. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to take action because I could worry about all that they're doing. But I do know that we don't know the extent of how bad they're going to get. We don't, we don't even, we can't even comprehend. But I also know that they don't know how good we can be. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Our level yeah. are so undiscovered in the woke people. Now imagine, and that's what's happening globally, millions, millions are clearing the sleep out of their eyes. Millions are connecting and starting to think of how to be self-serving, how to take back that power, how to look at the world again, because they were just like automated before. Millions are doing that. 
-hmm. That is not ignorable. That beats, that's that light that beats dark because it always does. But mm -hmm. there has to be an appropriate level of dark to trigger the greater level of light. And that's where I feel we are headed, but it's not an easy thing. Just like mm -hmm. healing isn't easy. Acknowledging, you know, going through a divorce or an infection or a death in the family, these are all part of life. And if you do it right, we should, we should express even greater. The death of my brother, his birthday is today. Death of my brother, 2010. Greatest day of my life, worst day of my life, right? Like mm -hmm. when he passed away, as my best friend, but it's like, shit, I feel like I'm going to die. I just lost this person that was a huge, and then I started to evaluate my life and what was important and my perspective and my perception. I'm like, dude, I wasn't living. I, I, could, do, I could do so much better. From that moment on, life has infinitely gotten better because mm -hmm. I've lived through that event to raise up he brought me that re that realization that feeling I, I bottomed out like that feeling was like oh my god this is the love of another person greater than me holy shit this is fantastic i mean in, in like a really you know traumatic way right yeah, yeah. and then now i'm operating at a level that i still leveled up this year and that was me and I just talked to my naturopath, Cassie Huckabee, last night. We're, we're friends, but she also, we're going over some blood work. She's like, dude, TJ, the blood work you got, I just wanted her to look under my hood. Mm -hmm. She's like, because I feel freaking awesome. Like, there's a couple things I could improve, but I'm like, no, I, I feel great. She's like, honestly, all these panels, all this look, all this stuff, if it was, if it was anybody else, I'd be like, you're, you're good to go. But because I know what you want, <laughs> mm -hmm. and I know where you want, go I'm gonna hold you to another level and so we found some areas where I could improve during this moment because I feel you feel mm -hmm. we're here for a reason in this position to be prepared to you know link arms with our neighbors link arms right. with those next to us stand up not save anybody because they're not fucking saving anybody that's right. not happening mm -mm. Trump Biden nobody's saving us this doesn't work that way but we can ignite we can ignite and in the pun intended, the right kind of infection to spread globally, that's what they're scared of. That's why they're censoring so hard. That's why they're right. lying so badly, is they're scared of that reality that's happening. Mm -hmm. Well said. It's like, um, you know, you can't go to, let's say, a protest against the pandemic and still go home, smoke your cigarettes and eat a bag of chips. Like, that's not how it works, right? We all have to become better in order for this to become better. And, you know, back in March, I've always been very healthy. Well, not always, but since 2012, been very healthy, worked out regularly. But in March, when all this happened, I was like, damn. I need to take this to the next level. I didn't know, just like you, I wasn't sure what was going on. Something didn't feel right, but I was like, I need to like do my due diligence and research and see what's going on. But all I know is I need to get my body and my immune system to feel stronger right, right. now. And so I was working out more than ever on the beach, barefoot with my personal trainer, like eating better than ever, like really just honoring my temple and taking care of myself in that way, which um, you know, when we honor our physical bodies, that shifts our mindsets because we start to understand the power that we have in our bodies, then that ignites something in our minds where we start to understand the power that we have in our minds. Like I always say strong body, strong mind, strong mind, strong body. It mm -hmm. works both ways. And this is that awakening 
for so many people. So I love that you have that view on what's going on because I agree it can get super dark, especially like if you're aware of the agenda and where this is going to go, it can get super dark, super quick. But if we are all really just doing our very best to be our very best in this present moment, that brings ease into what it is that we're experiencing. And that inspires the people around us to then also be at their best. I think about that. Like what you, how you just talked, how I'm talking. Some people are like, well, the other side though is extra cautious. What if you guys are wrong? Hmm. That's, that's what I always get. And I'm just Hmm. like, but if you follow what we're saying and, and what we're saying on the other side is wrong. Did our approach put you in a worse position to live? <laughs> like if we're wrong, congratulations. I'll totally take it and be like, holy shit. I, I, don't, I don't know how we're wrong. You know, I don't, I don't know how it's possible. Mm-hmm. But if they're, you, they just eliminated the globe. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like, what do you have to lose? This side that we're talking, this over here, fine. Think us wrong. But if you go to a point, it's just like, they were so full of shit. Ah. But how's your life right now? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. What a great way to air. Because who, who knows, right? Nobody truly knows everything. Mm-hmm. All we know is what's within, within us. And that's why Oli Olerton, I had him on the podcast. I don't know if you listened. It was, uh, he's a former SAS Special Forces. Mm. This, guy's, this guy, like, I guarantee you could like, live, suture a, a cut, <laughs> take a bullet out of his abdomen, live on worms, and like, save <laughs> it, like bake a cake, you know, like all in a right. Like Tony Stark, or I called him James Bond because his name, his thing is like 007, whatever. So, um, he literally goes this beautiful, brilliant, from another perspective. He goes one meter squared. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, one meter squared was how we were taught. You worry about one meter squared around you. That's all you can control. That's all you work on. So if everybody goes one meter squared outside of themselves, and works on all the things with inside, which is the belief in something greater, purpose, relationships, sleep, naps, breath, meditation, prayer, outdoor, light, nourishment, body movement. Those are like the eight essentials. Mm-hmm. That's all we can worry about for ourselves. If each individual does one meter squared, the collective battalion mm-hmm. then can go fuck shit up. And that's right. where he, we were taught. It's not like I'm doing something for that guy over there. No, I need to take care of myself so that we can go do and he, he put it on. It was, it was a mask analogy. He's like, when, you know, when the oxygen comes down, put yours on first mm-hmm. and then help other people. Like that, yeah. all we can worry about is whatever's within us. So you have the greatest, uh, Sayer G said it, the greatest protest right mm-hmm. now. If you guys want to protest, if you want to rebel, if you want to revolt, the greatest one right fucking now is to be the healthiest, most resilient, most adaptive, most connective human being you could possibly be. That is the rebellion. Mm. And that feels like an amazing place to cap this off. Um, I fucking love that. Because uh, it's so true. And I, I, I feel like, like... You get excited, right? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm pumped, right? Yeah. Like let's all just be the best human beings that we can possibly be <laughs> right it. now. Let's all be the healthiest that we can be right now. That's all. That's all we're saying. That's right? all we can do. Yeah. <laughs> None Take of control us control over what we have control over. 
That's it. We're just going to live and I'm going to live as hard, as high, as, as optimal as I can, greater than myself. Like, like we are doing this greater for something greater than us. And that feels good. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. it feels really good. I have a splinter story. Wait, hold on. So yes. When you said it, I dove in sixth grade. We're playing night games. I don't know if you remember night games. It was like three houses of hide and go seek outside. There was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Oh, dude, it's like manhunt. You bring like backpacks with walkie talkies because you may be hiding for like hours, right? Mm -hmm. We had teams. Well, I, I dove, hit a log on the side of my head. And I pulled something out, whatever, and we're at night. And then I go mm-hmm. in the shower like six hours later. And there's a little bump in the side of the temple in my head. And I'm like, huh. And I was like poking around. I'm like, oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Fast forward, I was 12. Fast forward six years later, 18. I have a little pimple <laughs> on the left side. And I go to like pop it. And this motherfucking piece of wood came out of my head. Six years later, it took my body six years, six years to process that. There was pus around it. There was an response. It showed, it triggered with this pimple. If I didn't touch it, it'd probably just come out. Right. But I was like, no way. And I was like looking at the piece of wood. And that, that was another trigger of, dude, body, thank you so much. Like, you are just so awesome. And that mm-hmm. was something I saw between my fingers. There's stuff going on on the minuscule, on, the, on a microscopic level that mm-hmm. if we knew about it, we'd be like, we're superhuman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we really, we really are. We really are. Wow. That is, <laughs> I've never heard a story about a splinter coming out years later, but what a great story to share because it really does showcase the power of our human bodies and, and our body's ability to heal. Um, TJ has been such a joy to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for sharing your presence and your wisdom and and just you. And I know that our listeners are going to want more of you. I'm going to share everything in the show notes, all your links, but is there one place that you really love to connect with people? You know, sadly, I mean, Instagram's doing its best. I love Instagram. I like the platform. I like the DMs. Um, If you could just go to my website, you'll find all my stuff. But Instagram's kind of where I go through my DMs. I will connect with you. So, so if you reach out, as long as you're not hateful, because <laughs> um, I won't, I'll, I'll, I'll erase you. Uh, but um, I'll just erase the message so I just don't even. But, or I'll come back with something very sarcastic mm-hmm. and quite funny. Because I, I do love uh, mixing it up with you, with you uh, bots. But um, no, if somebody has a question or a connection or a story, or you want to share something, please. Because I'll, I won't. I won't instruct. I'll more connect you with those so that we're all just making these connections, making these connections, making these mm-hmm. connections. Cause they can't stop that. The human being yeah. will need to connect and adapt. And that's what we're going to do. So Instagram for sure. Uh, reach out to me at any time. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for joining me, TJ and to our listeners. Thank you so much for joining me and TJ on today's thought leader, where we're challenging you to activate leader within. If you appreciated this conversation, please do share it, get the message out there, share it with a friend, share it with your family members, share it with your audience and drop a rating and review on iTunes. And if you have any questions for either of us, please do reach out to us on social media and I will see you back here on Monday for a brand new episode of Today's Thought Leader.